The following program contains mature themes that may offend you and challenge you. As a result, you may paint an innumerable amount of Bristol boards, piss, and exhale fire, call for the host to be disemboweled in the village square, push for suppression, compelled speech, and an infinite number of deplatformings. Other listeners may experience the urge to laugh as we all hurl towards Armageddon, tolerate diversity of thought, control their childlike emotional impulses, stop taking everyone and everything so seriously. But either way, listener discretion is advised. This is Unmentionable, an unhealthy dose of realism with your host, Jordan Power. Welcome to Unmentionable Podcast. Episode 69. Episode 69 for all you whores. Yeah. All you animals out there. Shivy told me that. I was like, every episode 69. <laughs> this, is the, this is the first episode where we're going to get vulgar, guys. Yeah. Are you ready? I wonder, it's like, it's so interesting to me, the cross-section of people that listen to this show. Yeah. Because it's so large. I can tell by the followers I keep getting. Yeah. Like, it's just such an interesting bunch of people that I don't even know what connects them. I know it's just it. comedy, I guess. Yeah. Wait, what is the, what connects them? Oh, no. I was like, you don't want to murder me? <laughs> That's what you're going to say. In the beginning of the show, like, we, we could, like, pinpoint, oh, this is the kind of people listen to the show. But now, like, so many people listen to the show. That I know, but we also know, like, the sex. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But we won't ever reveal that. Yeah. <laughs> Spotify does give you a lot of stats. That is true. An uncomfortable amount. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, as always, the video for this show is exclusively on Patreon. That's at patreon.com slash unmentionable podcast. You will see about 10 episodes, 10 episodes on YouTube. Uh, the video is exclusively there. Yeah. So you can see the show. You can see us every week, the guests in studio, the clips. We also on there have uh, the archive of the show. Which All is probably 40 hours of stuff at this point. Yeah. Um, and then also, if you would like to access that archive and you're a Spotify user, you will see certain episodes are locked. Um, and then there's a link there to unlock this episode. If you subscribe to the monthly premium plan, it will unlock all the additional episodes, about 20 or so. Um, and on Apple, you can do the Apple Pay, where... You basically just, I don't know, put your face up. I don't even know how to do it. Just double press it. You double lock. press it. Yeah. yeah. You double press it and it will do the same thing. Unlock the archive. Great episodes on the archive. Uh, the world's greatest sperm donor. Oh, yeah. I don't know if greatest is the biggest, biggest. <laughs> biggest is the better. He'd probably say greatest. Um, the interview with feetfinder.com, which is a foot fetish website. Oof. Um, and a bunch of other episodes. So just that's the best way for that. And then uh, coming up on the show, we have the co-founder of the Unjected app. She's a woman in Hawaii. What the hell's her name again? Shelby. <laughs> Shelby, Shelby coming on the show. Um, really interesting. <laughs> I saw, I can't remember where I saw her, but I was just like, oh, that's that's an that's an interesting woman. And we ended up having a chat, not just about the app, but sort of society and the media. And the othering and framing of narratives and agency capture, media capture, elite capture, all the different captures. So um, that's coming up on the show. But first, obviously, I would say, well, I wouldn't say obviously, but I would say most of you have seen this video. This is actress Anna Lynn McCord, also known as Eden, uh, on my, what is my favorite show ever, which is Nip Talk. Nip -talk. My second favorite show is Boston Legal. <laughs> Just a little bit about me. 
It's like a Tinder profile. So she, because most actresses and actors are delusional, uh, you have to be sort of crazy to a degree to play those roles. So they also are afflicted often with narcissism. So she released this video mere moments after bombs were dropped in Ukraine. Dear President Vladimir Putin, I'm so sorry that I was not your mother. If I was your mother, you would have been so loved. Turn up a bit. Held in the arms of joyous light. Never would the story's plight, the world unfurled before our eyes, a pure demise of nations sitting peaceful under a night sky. If I was your mother, the world would have been warm. So much laughter and joy and nothing would harm. I can't imagine Can the stain, the soul-stealing Wouldn't it be great if in the middle of this, she just was like, I've, I, I wrote a poem. You know, she's like, I was going to write a poem, but then I was inspired by another poem <laughs> from my childhood. And here it is. And she's just like, the itsy bitsy spider <laughs> went up the water spout. <laughs> Down came the rain and washed the spider out. And there's just Ukraine flags in the back. She's just crying. Down came the sun and washed up all the rain. Then the itsy bitsy spot. I don't know the end. <laughs> I don't know either, actually. It's just so funny. Okay, so she's clearly, you know, delusional. But she believes, and actors do believe these things about themselves. She believes that. Basically, Putin Putin is going to, well, first of all, see this video and start suckling on her titties and crying about <laughs> his childhood, I think. But also, she believes that if she, if Putin would have just suckled on her nipples as a baby, then he would have never grown up to invade Ukraine. Basically is the idea. Yeah. That this isn't about territory or NATO. No. Natural resources. <laughs> This is about a boy who just needed a little bit more love. love yeah. <laughs> Do people believe that's how the world works? <laughs> Genuinely. They don't know the world's run by sociopaths. I thought we, like, explained that. Do people not know that? No, I don't think so. Wouldn't you have loved if they showed this to Putin? Oh, my God. I would he has his finger, like, right above the nuke. It's like, three, two, one. Sir, <laughs> I know you're about to blow up the world, but can we show you a video from uh, Anna Lynn McCord? And he's like, I fucking love Nip Talk. <laughs> and they put this on. And it's just like a basic poem. She's like, the grass is green. Don't be mean. The sky is blue. It's just me and you. <laughs> and Shivy also wrote a poem for me. And it's called Jordan, If I Was Your Father. And we haven't finished it. But there were parts where it was like, Jordan. <laughs> If I was your father, I would have abandoned you, destroyed your trust in humanity, <laughs> gaslit you, financially manipulated you, made me find out my se sexual proclivities on a hookup website for men, lied to you about that, abandoned the family, if I was your father. But wow. it's like he's only brainstorming it right now. It's like wow. a couple parts. Yeah, that is, yeah. Do you have any other parts that you're working on? I mean, you did it. I will say, I will say, like, it sounds like it's overkill. Let me tell you. It sounds like it's overkill when you hear that. And then you're like, no, that's all. That's all. Actually, that all happened. It's just, true. and each time was just a cut of trauma in the brain. Just, 
<laughs> I also have uh, I have to put the part in where he used to show you like dick pictures when you were a kid in the office and, oh. and the operation stuff. Yeah, that That's was all on Patreon though. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's not I dick pictures but on the main show. Uh, no, I I think well, one of the, the things Patreon. is when I was a kid because yeah. my dad was uh, we talked about my dad was a urologist. Uh, obviously, that's someone who operates on penis and the surrounding areas. And he used to sometimes for research, he would. It was when VHSs were a thing. He would bring home a tape of some sort of surgery where they had to cut open a guy's balls or something, and he broadcast it <laughs> on TV. our big screen TV <laughs> and, and be taking notes oh in our God. living room because he was such a geek. And I would come yeah. home from yeah. social engagements, walk into the living room, and take a look up at the screen and see like basically what is like half of a guy's ball <laughs> cut off. And and even that, I still went for dick when I got older. What would have stopped me? Not the bloody dick when I was a child. I still became gay. I should have been like, damn, I want pussy now. It looks like a mess. And he would just sit there and he'd be like, mom, 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 mom. And then he would, at, he would stop. We would yell at him. And then he would take a break and he would do his dictations, which is he would essentially go in. He would read the chart. Yeah. In so a, a voice recorder. Yeah, and then his secretary would type it out and mail the letter to the other family doctor. So it'd be like, thank you for your referral for John Smith. I saw this man on blah, 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 blah. And then he would say things like, blah, 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 blah. And upon examination, penis and testicles are normal. So yeah. I, I think I told this on the main show, but I would repeat that at daycare. <laughs> and then that's how my mom got called. The first time they called Child Protective <laughs> Services because there was a child walking around the daycare I had uh, with a Wendy's toy that I had from the Happy Meal, and I was literally walking up to children. and And at that time, oh I was really advanced in speech; like I could speak really f clean, clean sentences. Yeah. So I'd walk up to, I would walk by kids, and you just see, imagine, imagine being like a teacher. You're like just getting like the juice boxes. Like, okay, who's ready for nap time? And then I'm just strolling by in my mech shirt going like, penis and testicles are normal. <laughs> like that would have been so disturbing. Penis and testicles So then they called my mom to the school and they said we had to call social services today. We're concerned about Jordan. He was walking around saying penis and testicles are normal. <laughs> and apparently my mom said she didn't approach it well. Like, she just sort of, like, played it off. She's like, oh, his dad's a urologist. He's always dictating, like, it's blah, blah, blah. Like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. And they were like, not a big deal. <laughs> like, he's, like, three. <laughs> yeah. She's going, penis and testicles are normal. <laughs> penis and testicles are normal. <laughs> That's what we should call the episode. <laughs> Don't even call it injected. <laughs> Penis and testicles are normal. Penis and testicles are normal. Oh my god! It would have sounded so disturbing. It sounded like Michael Jackson's house. Penis and testicles are normal. It's the, it's the high pitch sound you make because I'm imagining you as like a little child. Going my mom sent me a picture yesterday of me as a kid. I look so cute. Penis and testicles are normal. Penis and testicles are normal. Do you know watch the rest of the video? Oh, I mean, it's, it's, I just I don't know. I. I 
I don't need. I don't think I need to. Yeah. I I just. It really was like one of the. It made me laugh so hard. It's just one of those things where I was like, it, it was a nice moment of levity in the middle of the war for like this D-list actress just yeah. to be like, I got an idea. I'll save the world, <laughs> and that's what she came up with. Yeah, like. It just reaffirmed everything I knew about actresses and actors that they're like completely batshit. Yeah. So I was like, yes. <laughs> um. Bef- oh, one thing I want to talk about before we get to the guest is uh, I'm in the uh process for my visa right now of like O one visa. So part of the O one visa, how do I put this? Uh, the criteria for the O one visa is people that are uh, extraordinarily talented. Uh-huh. Yes. So, you know. What happens is I tell people I'm going on an O-1 visa And then they're like What kind of visa is that for? And I was like well uh-huh. But I don't want to say it Because it seemed like a dick yeah. But part of it is that you have to get letters Because you're so exceptionally talented That you have to get letters from people <laughs> I have to go and get 10 letters from people To sign To okay. basically tell the US government Like yeah this guy is exceptional Yeah. But part of those people are like You have to get a certain kind of person So I have contacts See, some of these people are like people I haven't talked to in like eight years. Yeah. And they don't know me before the podcast and the book and everything. And it's sort of like I have to email them and be like, hey, hope you're well. Can you write a letter to the U.S. government saying I'm exceptional? Thanks. Oh. It's like so awkward. It's so awkward. Yeah. So awkward. I'm sure a few of them will just mark a spam. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's just such a weird request of someone. And then you have to like, like I'm kind of like hoping, you know, press coming out. I'm kind of hoping that, like, well, it's fine. Yeah, okay. We don't, we can, we don't have to, it's fine. It's the main show. We can get them excited. <laughs> Social proof, remember? Yeah. Um, at that point, you can be like, hey, look, there's an article of me in here. Like, uh-huh. blah, blah, blah. But at this point, it's like, I have some stuff, but you're just like, I just need you to say I'm exceptional. It's such a uh, weird request. It's like one of the weirdest requests ever. <laughs> but I fe- then I look around this piece of shit, and I go, just fucking do it, Jordan. Yeah. Just do it. Shut the Ten's hell up. too much. Like, you can ask, like, two or three people. And then, like, when it becomes, like... I know. Like, oh, it's so awkward. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. Oh, you well, you and I, well, we'll do it after the show, is maybe we'll talk about it on next week's episode, is that I did 23 and Me. Yes. And, because uh, I wanted to see if there was some things lingering. I'm going to have to get too much into it. It was just really interesting. Like, you learn all kinds of things about yourself. You're gene- genetically... What is 23 and mean? Uh, it's a it's a DNA analysis. Okay, okay. Uh, you spit in a thing, you mail it to them, and they analyze your DNA, and they tell you hundreds of things about yourself. Mm-hmm. But one of the interesting things was ancestry. So, I am uh, 50% British-Irish, 48% or 49% Italian, which mm-hmm. I knew, mm-hmm. and shows you the area you're in. And then Greek, I'm 0.4% Greek. Okay. And then ready, I'm 0.2% South African. What? Yeah, so I'm going to start saying the N-word now. <laughs> Do you think it's fair? <laughs> Do you think it's fair? I'll just walk in the middle of the street and start dropping end bombs, and then when people say, "I have my laminated twenty three and me," I go, "No, I'm African." Look, I'm Af- how It's a good question. How much do you need to be before you can use that that's word? True. You can't be five percent. That's a little weird. Yeah. So what's the permissible number of black? So you start using that word. Just Should I ask twenty three and Me? Hello, because there's a there's oh a section. God. You pay more. You can ask an expert. You can ask the expert. 
Hello, I enjoyed my results, especially the one saying that I do find cilantro bitter. I, it was interesting. I just have a question for you. I noticed that I'm 0.2% African. Can I? Can I use the word, the N-word? Now, if yes, which settings? Work? The gym? Thanksgiving? With my with my girlfriend whose family is black and I'm white. <laughs> That's a very specific one. Thanks for your help. Yours, J Pow. <laughs> Thanks for your help. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, do message, do email them just to see what they reply. It's just like such a weird thing to see. Like you know, I, I kind of knew, and it's kind of cool. You're like Greek. Like yeah. who who's been. Who, yeah. Who who left the area last? <laughs> yeah, you know, because at the end when they show your DNA, they show yeah. you all the people that have taken the test that yeah. are your family members. Yeah, should talk about this more next week. It's really interesting. Yeah, your family members in the area that have also taken the test. So like yeah. my first cousin was on there, and it was like said her name, and then it was like you share fourteen point six percent DNA with her. Okay. And then there's an, and then they show you like, do you want to contact your second cousins and third cousins? And I'm like, I don't even want to contact my first cousins. <laughs> so it's like, let alone that Wait, level. They, they have Not that all information? of them. But. Like they have that information too? Yeah. Well, as people sign up, yeah, it, yeah. It, you know, it joins the groups. Wow. But, um, and then you can choose to share your results with that cousin you haven't talked to in 20 years. 20 years. Like, hey, by the way, I'm, did you know I find things bitter? <laughs> Because it tells you your sleep. Yeah. Did you know I should be getting up? Me, it's eight thirty, which is about right. <laughs> so you learn all these yeah. things about yourself. But we'll talk about it more next week when I do use the N word to open the show. Okay. And I think I'm just gonna play a '90s <laughs> rap song and just rap along. <laughs> and then one of you can make the Rogan compilation for when we go big. Oh my god! Yeah. And then I that that'll be our response to the press. <laughs> It's like what they did to Rogan. Yeah. Jordan Power uses N-word 46 <laughs> times in one episode. And I'm just going to write back from my quote. I'm 0.2% South African. Check your privilege. Check your privilege. Let's see your results, bitch. How many, how oh many, she sends her results. Oh, you're 0.1. Hmm. Uh-huh. That's what I thought. Lecturing me about what words I can use around here. Yeah. And I go, uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, girl. You get dreads next week. <laughs> I maybe did Rachel Dolezal do the test? Remember the woman that claimed she was black? For, she's just wearing oh, bronzer. People yeah, are so yeah. stupid. She's like wearing bronzer with like a wig on. Uh, girl, please. <laughs> but has she done the test? Am I more black than Rachel Dolezal? Probably. I don't. Actually, actually I, don't, I don't know, man. I don't, maybe. Zero point four percent Greek. <laughs> I have no ties. I I, that's such a weird thing to learn about yourself. Yeah. Maybe it's like very, very early, like 20 generations ago or something. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is getting a little self-indulgent. <laughs> All right. So here is the co-founder of the app. Shelby Thompson is her name. Yes. The app Unjected, which is a community for people. Well, it looks like it's expanded, but initially it was labeled in the press, the rudimentary press. With their reductive analysis, referred to the app as uh, an anti-vax app, um, which apparently I don't know if everyone on there is against vaccines. Apparently, if you say no to one vaccine in your life, you you're labeled anti-vax. You could have all the other ones, but if you say no, 
then you're anti-vax because the media is lazy and declining. Mm-hmm. But the point is, is that it started as initially an app for people that were unvaccinated to connect. Uh, she said for certain reasons that I haven't fact-checked and some of it's dubious, I'll be honest. But uh, it started as that kind of a community and then grew from there from dating to sort of just a general community of people of shared values, whether they're unvaccinated themselves or they don't want to get the booster or they're against mandates. Just a general community, people on the left, people on the right. Um, It's kind of interesting how these new communities just pop up because people are always looking to connect with people with shared values. And I think in this instance, the shared value is just a level of healthy skepticism and questioning of big pharma and questioning of the state and so we get into that with her. It's super interesting stuff. Um, if you want to check out the website, it's unjected.com. That's U-N-jected. And then they have an Instagram, unjected underscore, which they've been removed eight times. Wow. It's also in their bio, eight pages deleted. That's funny. <laughs> I wouldn't advertise that at that no. point because Instagram's just going to come nuke you again. <laughs> at some point, you have this. it's like an abusive relationship. Just stop signing up for it. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I know that's where the audience is, but, like, it's starting to decentralize to Gab and Telegram and Rumble and all this stuff. It's like, just go after that. I think that's better than chasing this. But anyway, here's Shelby, and we hope you enjoy the interview. There's people that, like, go swimming in the ocean with masks on and stuff. They're like... What? What is, what Let's is going on? Can we, can we yeah, start yeah, here? Do you have to clap? Yeah. No, it's okay. 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 <laughs> it's like that. That's how we jump in. I have. Okay, so I have seen the videos of the people. I was actually in LA where they are also crazy about masks, and there was a woman right. swimming in the pool. She didn't go under the water, but she was swimming in the pool in a mask. Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically the same exact thing. I've also seen someone, I was like hiking to this waterfall and this person was all alone by themselves in like the most oxygen rich jungle with their mask on. I was like, look, I'm looking around like, like, what is happening here? Is this real life? <laughs> it's Well, the whole thing has really shown me uh, how malleable people are. They really can, they, yeah. I mean, fear is a, is a manipulator, but also like, just going through this whole process, I think at the beginning of the pandemic, there was a time period before we had a lot of information where all of us were just sort of like, is this the end of the world? You know, cleaning right. our pears <laughs> and bananas like a bunch of idiots. And then, <laughs> and to me, the mask is so funny yeah. because I ha- I know healthcare providers and I used to read press during uh, SARS and MERS. And the general conclusion at the time was that the mask didn't work. You can go back and look up this press now. And then Fauci came out and said the mask didn't work. And Sanjay Gupta at the beginning. And I was like, yeah, that's like common knowledge. Like there's something in the intro of this episode. I'm also going to talk about that. But then it's just sort of become this thing where people can't let it go. And it's to some people, honestly, it's like a blankie, like a child, like they are just walking around with it. And, And some of them, one of them said the other day on Twitter, because, uh, you know, it's really falling apart now, the narrative. And someone was like, hey, like all yeah. these places that are, you know, that took their masks off and their cases are plummeting. Do you still think they they're making a difference? And the person said, um, that doesn't matter to me. It, I'm making myself safe. And you're like, at that point, the brain just doesn't go 
Like it's cognitive dissonance. It's yeah. it's uh, what like Robert Malone said: mass formation psychosis. It, you know, it doesn't even matter what science you show them; they're like they're gone already. Yeah, they're gone. They're gone. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, in Hawaii, they uh, still have a mask mandate, and I mean, it's so strict that you can't even even if you want to go into the store without it, they won't even let you buy anything. They'll call the police on you, <gasps> uh, and you know, like they're that serious. And then they just announced they're going to end the mandate on. 325 and i'm like so what the science changes uh in 25 days from now like what no no it's what is happening well well, you and i both know that it's all politics i mean it's like it's like right yeah Yeah. because what happened was once the democrats realized that they were going to get slaughtered in the midterms if they didn't start Mm -hmm. uh, because the independents turned hard on them and then eventually there's already a period of time where people just go fuck your mask so they're trying to time it perfectly like in ontario it's right before an election you know they take the masks (laughs) off we beat the pandemic we won you didn't really win omicron (laughs) really ended it and then you know and and they act like they win and it's you realize a lot of this is politics and i think well this is the first question i want to ask you because like i have a lot in common with people who are naturally skeptical and you seem like someone who's just naturally skeptical and you know asks for more information and for me that came from trusting a pharmaceutical company at 18 taking a drug that gave me a chronic bowel disease that I have for life and yeah. that it, if I lived in America, I would have won a lawsuit of about $1.5 million for what had happened to me because there was people who got colitis yeah. from this drug. And and then it came and then compounded by the fact that, you know, you, you go through a lot of shit in life. You meet a lot of bad people. You know, I've worked with a lot of people with money. And then also you dig, dig, dig and see more information comes unearthed. And then you naturally sort of become this person that questions almost everything. So how yeah. long ago were you like, like, did you go through a similar process? Did something happen in your childhood? Did you consume information after a certain age? Like, how did you come about being a skeptic? That's a great question. And um, firstly, I'm sorry to hear what happened to you um you know big harma has gotten in the way of so many of us but actually i do have a um kind of a similar situation when i was uh well i guess my my first initial light bulb was uh actually when uh my my sister was younger and uh, she was having some difficulties with uh speech development and there was a lot of conversation during the time about you know, is this like vaccine related? And then of course that was way too controversial during this time period to even like bring that up. And so fast forward. And then I was actually one of the, you know, first group of girls, well, not the first, like, you know, but uh, after it was released to get the Gardasil vaccine, which was a three dose series. And, you know, my doctor recommended it to my mom and me and, oh, wow, look, (laughs) look at this. You're going to, not have HPV cancer or whatever. And, uh, and of course, you know, if you don't know any better, you, you know, you didn't know. And so I did right after my third dose, I had developed, uh, like four different heart conditions. And at the time, you know, nobody really had made that connection. But once I grew older, uh, and I started really diving deep into, you know, vaccine studies and into the history of vaccination and started like really looking closer, I was like, well, wow, this was definitely just a vaccine injury and um, kind of reached out with, uh, I think there's like actually a group of girls on Instagram, they call them the Gardasil girls. Uh, your voice. Oh, your audio just kicked out. Hold on. What happened? Oh, 
Sorry, your audio kicked out there. Keep going. Can then, you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened there. Keep, keep going. You say you were saying the Gardasil girls? It's to the jungle. So the Gardasil girls, and there's there's thousands and thousands of girls with, like, similar stories. A lot of um, them experienced, you know, like, fertility issues. Uh, but I think Gardasil was, like, a really, you know, a test run for you know well a lot of them are but you know it was like a preface to see what they could kind of get away with with very little data available yeah Uh, so yeah yeah Uh, and so that was kind of one of the things that initially kind of clicked clicked me open and then when I uh was first pregnant with my my daughter that's when I really dove deep into vaccination and then what I mean once you once you do you'll you, you find stuff that you wouldn't want to see yeah i think um i i i think it's like when people say the term anti-vax because it's just like we live in such a time of this like reductive rudimentary political analysis where we just have to take people and put them in little boxes and really a lot of things are nuanced because it's like you know i don't want to get the booster so someone will say i'm an anti-vaxxer and that's their way of social social coercion to get me to do it right because they think i'm just gonna break when really i i wouldn't have broken if it wasn't for the government but people will say that to me and i'm like listen i've had pretty much every standard vaccine my whole life um, I've even mm-hmm. had the HPV one. I, you know, because I was a whore, and uh, I mean, honestly, <laughs> my mom kind of, my mom kind of like, my mom kind of like, listen, you're putting a lot of dick in your mouth. Like, go to your doctor and just like deal. With it. <laughs> like, that was basically it. So, so anyway, they try to put you in this little box because they think you know if they can get enough people in that box. But I think at yeah. some point when you get older, you're just sort of like, yeah, I don't care. Like, I just believe what I believe. And I don't, yeah. you don't, like, I don't think you think, like, I'm a threat to you. These are just my thoughts. But then what do you say to people? Okay, so this is the devil's advocate. What do you say to people that totally. say, um, if you don't get vaccinated? Well, there's two things. They say, if you don't get vaccinated, you're going to transmit it to me. Uh, which has been basically the data I've seen is like 12 weeks after uh, there's a slight benefit in the beginning. It lasts for 12 weeks, and then you're just as likely to transmit it as an unvaccinated person. So it dies after that. But then the other thing people will say to someone like you is they'll go, well, you're not vaccinated, so you're going to take a hospital bed from a person when you get COVID. So what do you usually say to that? Well, I mean, so it depends on who you're talking to because it kind of comes back to cognitive dissonance because you can show them the information and a lot of people aren't even going to receive it anyways. So, you know, kind of you have to, I think, put your guard up because I, I don't explain myself to a lot of people if I know that they're not there to listen. But, uh, you know, I basically what we've seen is that we've uncovered is that, you know, early treatment is the way you stay out of the hospital and, you know, all of these uh what out uh gosh nutraceuticals vitamins ivermectin hydrochloroquine you know these things got immediately censored by the media but these are known drugs that are safe and effective uh and instead they just pushed a vaccine narrative and really if people are ending up in the hospital they didn't have uh the proper care you know, beforehand, maybe they didn't take care of themselves. I mean, like here in America, obesity is just rampant. So why hasn't fast food places been closed down if the government actually gave any shit about your health? So, you know, it's just the fact that they started mandating. Even vitamin D, even vitamin D is like one of the, I made this point in the podcast in the beginning is I was like, 
you know, the data that came out about vitamin D uh, keeping you out of the hospital right. or from severe illness right. was like, it was everywhere. And I said, why didn't the government yeah. just provide vitamin D to everyone? If you're low income, they give you a voucher. Or if they say, they yeah. say to everyone else, you know, we're going to have a facility where you can come pick them up. Like I went today, I picked up a bunch of tests and they had a facility. It was super easy. It's like, that was very easy. But I think what people didn't really talk about in the beginning, because everyone was scared and they thought it was the apocalypse, was like the risk is so stratified on such an insane level where yeah. someone that's like 83 could have a hundred they're a thousand times more likely chance to die than someone who's yeah. 20 mm -hmm. and let, but right. the lockdowns applied evenly across the board and sort of the same policy. And I think what was interesting is in the beginning of the uh, pandemic, there was this group that had, I don't know if you heard of them, the great Barrington declaration. It was basically, it was a bunch of doctors from like big universities like Harvard, Yale, Oxford. And they basically said the lockdowns are a bad idea. We're going to do something called focus protection. And basically what it is, is if you're above six years old or you're high risk, stay home and let everyone else pass it in society because it could be comparable to the flu for certain lower right. age people. That would have made sense, right. right? And you would have built up herd immunity uh, faster. And they didn't, they, they went after them, they destroyed them in the same way that anyone mentions yeah. the I word, ivermectin. I can tell you, yeah. I know people who have taken it and had a good result. I myself took it. Uh, I had yeah. it and my Absolutely. thought process was it's relatively safe. It's safer than Advil. I've taken Advil a lot. If it does something, whatever. If not, it didn't do anything. And yeah, it, how much of this do you think is just like um, pharmaceutical publicity and psyops that they're essentially doing on the population to not question all anything? of it? All of it. All of it. I think I think that they have literally I mean, they've been working at this for so long. I think that they prepped our grandparents for this moment. You know, <laughs> I, I definitely believe in like the people that are in the shadows and that are really running the show. I don't actually believe in any of the politics that they show us. I think that's just an illusion. They just want to give us, you know, oh, you guys are picking and choosing between this one shitty guy or the other one. But really, you know, none of that's true, uh, you know, and I do think that there's much larger schemes in the background. And I do think that big pharma has gotten to the point where they've bought out all the schools and they've bought out, you know, every doctor and they've bought the out universities and they've bought out judges and like they've literally gone to the point where they've convoluted so many areas of society that it was so easy for them to once you know once they wanted to enact it, it was it was uh easy for them to do so because they prepped the population you know especially in school being indoctrinated into the system uh it, i think it was a, a plan that was like a long time coming and it was definitely disheartening to see how many you know like how many people went with it and still are uh you know like even in hawaii like there's like just went to the grocery store today and there was a kid no older than me probably even younger and he's in three masks checking out uh that doing the grocery bagging and he's scared to death for his life and it's like so, well, it so is, sad what they've done to people. It's particularly <laughs> pernicious to uh, 
condition a child to believe that it is a threat to people, meaning that, yeah. that it, it is now a vector of disease that it could potentially kill grandma. Uh, there was a really interesting yeah. article on Substack. I think it was on Barry Weiss's Substack, and it was called The Kids Aren't All Right. And it came from a teacher who said, basically, we've conditioned these children to believe that if they get too close to another person, they will kill yeah. them. And they don't understand that and the ramifications, et cetera, and that now they're all terrified of each other and terrified of getting yeah. their older people. And uh, this stuff comes at a cost, I will say. And I don't think we'll see a lot of those costs yeah. for truly like five, ten years from now. Absolutely. I think you're so right. And just to, uh, you know, teach them that concept of the greater good, whatever that is, you know. A medic, any you know, state of emergency for the greater good, whatever they call it, and they've just kind of thrown away a lot of critical thinking and you know, out the door. No one really used a whole lot of you know, it's science is slow and logic is fast, and I think a lot of us kind of saw immediately what was happening, but they're like, we don't have the data to back that up, and it's like, you're just see what's going on with your eyes, <laughs> yeah. But, but you really do realize that some people would rather just be asleep and be told what to think and oh, do. Yes. It's much, they just want oh, to go back yes. to The Bachelor, which I do love now, but <laughs> that's another subject, and that's but that's their purpose, you know, that's what they're actually, I think, called here to do. I think that's you know, certain people were meant to wake up now, you know, I hate the word, like the word woke, but there truly is like an awakening of humanity. And, you know, there weren't a lot of people that were, are not, and will not do, will not wake up, but they're going to, you know, aid in the, uh, awakening of others. In yeah. Some way. Yeah. So they still serve their purpose <laughs> yeah, right here. This, this one I woke them up. Okay. So let's talk about the app. So your, your friend and I, is it in the middle of the lockdowns you get together and you say, uh, you know, we sort of think on the same wavelength and uh, we want to meet like-minded people. We want a way for them to connect. Was it, was that how the app was born? Uh, so it was at uh, the spring of 2021 when the vaccine rollout really started becoming very evident, like on social media, you know, everyone holding their vaccine cards, Oh boy! Uh, you know, it was just everyone posting, go get vaccinated, do this, do that. And then, uh, you know, Pfizer had uh, actually released their, you know, initial trial studies about uh, the vaccine and specifically in its exposure to pregnancy. And there was a lot of conversation about what a vaccinated partner does to an unvaccinated partner. And there was a lot of hot topic about shedding, uh, you know, and then at the same time, there's hundreds of thousands of women who were reporting having menstrual cycle changes, either from being vaccinated or sleeping with a vaccinated partner, vice versa. Uh, so that's kind of initially when we started thinking about that. And then the Pfizer study had said, you know, exposure to pregnancy is considered through inhalation or skin contact. And so, you know, we have people that are claiming they're having symptoms the government's completely gaslighting them and saying that's not true. Transmission doesn't exist. And, you know, we never were thinking it was the transmission of COVID, but the transmission of whatever the ingredients are in this vaccine that are, you know, unannounced. So <clears throat> that was kind of initially where we uh, kind of came up with the idea for injected. <clears throat> Sorry, let me just take a drink of my coffee. Yeah, no. Worries, <laughs> I'm like, 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 I'm
you're saying, sorry, just to clarify, you're saying, because I don't, I don't know about any of this stuff. You're saying that basically someone could have sex with another person and what, transmit them what, the mRNA? Correct. So um, yeah. there, you know, so there's definitely like there's controversial topics about what they've done experimentally with like self-spreading vaccines and animals. And so they have proven, you know, like what they did with birds and, and uh, they've shown that, you know, if they vaccinate a small portion of them, that the self-spreading vaccines can actually reach the whole population but more specifically it was just to do with the fact that people were already showing changes in cycles and it was kind of more of like a fertility issue what is this going to mean uh when you know you're having having a child with this partner uh and so i also remember remember when they were going to put it in lettuce I don't know if that was a real thing. I saw that going around. <laughs> I've heard about that. They were Actually, looking I to put the really mRNA in. They were trying to transmit the mRNA into lettuce huh? so people would just eat it. I don't know if that's like I've an easier that. way and to take the, the vaccine. Water, but too. Too. Yeah, Americans wouldn't touch that. That's a good point. <laughs> Most well, they wouldn't tell us. They wouldn't yeah. tell you. Yeah. They would yeah. just, you know. Interesting. So wait, so, so the app's yeah. idea is, okay, so there was people that were having – uh, concerns about uh, either having a baby with or having sex with a person who was, I didn't even know about this world. And yeah. then, yeah, correct. And then you created yeah. this app. Is it like a, t- a Tinder kind of vibe to it? or was it So just- initially, yes, it totally started out as just dating. Uh, but, you know, like myself, I'm married. So I was, you know, it wasn't like I was even creating this for myself. And I'm like, well, people need friendships as well because things have been so severed or, you know, family relationships. So then we, uh, you know, added dating and friendships and then it kind of stemmed from there because you know trans when people are talking about transmission it would go into you know literally every topic child care or health care or professionals and so then it kind of came into a topic of uh, professional services so then we added on a community directory as well so people can like post and list their businesses that are uh, you know, quote unquote, safer options or, uh, you know, mandate free. Cause you know, at the time we were seeing, you know, mask mandates or vaccine card requirements to, you know, get in places. So just to like encourage people to support people who, uh, believe in freedom. So and then, on. you know, Do since those then, business, I'm, I'm, I guess you mean in Hawaii, are you saying that those businesses, yeah. they defied the government? Did the government come and shut them down? Um, none that we know of, <laughs> um, but we do have, I mean, over, uh, 400 community listings on there. Uh, but that was one of the, some of the initial stuff that got us censored on Google and Apple. They didn't really appreciate that. And then we did introduce a uh, social feed and that's where people really got, you know, excited talking about different topics or whatever. Cause I wasn't censoring anybody like Insta or Facebook. Uh, and then, now we've actually got a blood bank directory as well, uh, and then a fertility directory. So people people have uh, asked, and we're building all the avenues. <laughs> so hold on, hold on, hold on. But then, but then, does that yeah. mean like if I'm in like a car accident, I call John Smith from the Unjacked app, and what does he do? Come over with a bag. <laughs> So this is the so this is kind of what we would have to figure out. But uh, we, we thought about having an alert system to our members within the area. So people within that certain like zip code could maybe get a text message if they have a match to your blood type. Of course, you would have to know what your blood type is. But, but then would you guys you can, just inject you know, bank, each other sort of thing? 
I mean, I, that's, I don't know how anyone wants to do that, but you know, you can, you can bank your own blood for yeah, you know, surgeries that. and things and things like that. So, uh, you know, I think in an emergency situation, it's definitely a lot harder of a concept, but you know, for, for planning ahead, you could definitely, so uh, as the moderator, we have had, as the moderator of the app, like you probably are in this world where I tend to think when you get people who are skeptics naturally and sort of go into that zone, then it just gets too far sometimes. What kind of stuff have you had to say? Like, because I know you always want to maintain free speech. I'm an a- free speech absolutist, but I also know that you know you got into trouble with the app store because people were posting certain things. Now, what did they have a problem with on the app? Oh man. Well, so Apple and Google are really strict. They call everything "quote unquote" deceptive behaviors. Uh, and that's literally what they call it in their policies, deceptive content. And so uh, they would go through the social feed or the community directory and they would, uh, you know, circle things in red that would just say, you know, fuck the vaccine or these are gene modified. It was basically anything they would circle it. I mean, because what would happen is they were... Uh, app testers that would go through and like look at the technical changes that we had made so you know your phone is like always updating your apps to like little bugs and fixes so we would go and try to make these little fixes to the messaging or whatever and then an app tester would go through to you know check the capability but at the same time they were just a human being with their own opinion and they're like wait a second and so they would circle everything and turn us in to google and apple uh, and it, I mean, even their statistics, uh, I was told to delete, which is a government, you know, I mean, those are government uh, numbers that was told that no misinformation you need to delete that. Uh, so it was wait a minute, what is this? So they're logic. So <laughs> at that point, how do they even feign impartiality? Because if you aren't allowing someone to post government statistics and you're saying no the only reason you're saying that is because it goes against the big pharma narrative so then you are basically just a conduit for big pharma which we kind of already know but i didn't know to the right. extent that they're interfering with uh speech on an app to that degree yes it sounds i mean like a they would circle sentences sentences in people's profiles uh and send it back to me and say you know this this person needs to be deleted or this information needs to be deleted and so then i was said no and so what i had done is i made a posting in the app and i said hey guys app testers are reading what you're saying and they don't really appreciate it maybe you can just not use the the words so we don't get in trouble and then they actually circled my posting and then sent it back to me and they said as a developer you're not allowed to moderate in this way and you're banned mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like geez okay this and is an so, orwellian uh, hell we're living like the the people really who, who actually defends the whole thing about the censorship like this is like all these people particularly let's say right now because they hold a lot of power let's say on the left it's just like they're so against they're so like pro censorship like there was a poll came out that said like two out of three democrats want the state to step in and censor social media directly and i'm like you guys have a fundamental misunderstanding of how the the state works the state is just going to usher in corporate power like that's how late stage capitalism works and i don't understand how they don't think that their thoughts and opinions are going to eventually get censored as well it's 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 so tribalistic it's such a slippery slope it's 
like, yeah, it's like if there can't be open discord about, you know, this one topic, is there open discourse about anything? It's just like, you know, it once it becomes something becomes misinformation, then it's so easy for them to, it's like the ministry of truth. Like whatever we say is real is real. And if it's not, then you'll just nuke you. <laughs> yeah. Which is basically just whatever neoliberal consensus there is at that current time. So, yeah. okay. So you get yeah. banned from the store. I imagine that uh, hampers the growth at the time because you were still on Google. Uh, ironically, no, because, uh, you know, I think it really like took off in the media because mm. they really wanted to roast us in every way possible. And so it was, you know, a really good way for people to say, wait a second, I'm, I'm one of them. I want to join. And so we did get a lot of uh, people that way because we do have a browser version as well as Google. And so uh, we did yeah, keep racking up lots of lots of uh, awesome humans. We've got over 55,000 uh, active people on there every day in 85 wow. different countries and every state uh, in the U.S. So there's definitely a lot of people out there. <laughs> so how are you going to monetize this? Is it a freemium version right now and then you add things on? So right now, since it's super in its infancy uh, and, you know, technically not a very, very great. We have not charged for it. Uh, but our new system that is coming out, we are going to offer a premium option uh, as well as a free option. But the community directory services and then, you know, the other directories that we have, those ones are always going to stay free. Uh, just the uh, connections like dating area will have a premium option. <laughs> are you surprised how... Uh, and that will be coming out soon. Are you surprised how many uh, people on your app are uh, of differing ages and political affiliations yes it's just it's a definite melting pot there's there's not um a certain type of person there you know i've got like kids that got kicked out of college because they didn't want to get the shot and there's also you know grandmas who can't see their grandchildren anymore so there's such a plethora of of humans and just that we've all kind of experienced the kindred uh you know, feeling of now or maybe like our friendships or family relationships have become really strained. So I think that's that's definitely helped the community grow because people really want to find that camaraderie again. Yeah, uh, it's community. So it's been really it's been nice to see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when, when you talk when people talk on there or you talk to the people on there, what is their main motivation for um, wanting to avoid the vaccine? Ooh. Gosh, I don't know if I could pinpoint one. Um, maybe just that consent. The consensus is just <laughs> that it's a gene modifier. I would say most people believe that it's a bio weapon. Uh, oh I'd say um, uh, most of our members do believe that this is a larger plan of now depopulation. Now, now, now this is my but I don't, I, don't, I, 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 don't, I definitely think it's a lab leak, but I haven't seen the evidence for a bioweapon. Now, does sometimes late at night when I take a, a an extra like, you know, things I know, does part of my brain just go, maybe, yes, that has happened. Maybe but I don't even want to go there. I, I, I don't even want to go there I, mentally because yeah. it's just too difficult for me to process. So I just avoid that yeah. one. So it is, I understand. <laughs> It's a hard, it's a hard one to digest. It's, mm -hmm. Have you had to kick anyone off? Being murdered? Yeah, yeah. Have you had to kick What's people that? off the app because they got a little too crazy? Uh, no, not for you know uh, 
while in about vaccine stuff, but there's, uh, you know, of course, just the regular, um, maybe creepy Joe that had to go. But uh, so far, it's been really positive. We haven't had many, uh, many mishaps at all. Everyone's been really wonderful. So I've been lucky. (laughs) What does your family uh, think about this? Like you being international press and all this? Is it it wild for them? Uh, So I would say my mom really is supportive. Uh, my close friends, my, it was a little tougher for my husband. He's, uh, not, he's like a very quiet private guy. And he's like, what are you doing stirring this pot? You know, like, oh my gosh. Uh, but I think he's, he's uh, come to accept it now. So good for you. But, uh, it, at first it was wild. I definitely had to, uh, we live on a, a very small Island. So, you know, it's like I can be recognized places. I just was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm over it. We just got to do something. So do people yell things at you? <laughs> Thankfully not. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> just, you know. it, it eventually comes. people. Well, a lot of people on the internet are, are like complete in real life. They're just complete pussies. Like they're not yeah. going to come after you. Yeah. Like th- that's no. tends to be a certain type of person, but. Listen, I think at this point, from a PR perspective, as someone who used to be a publicist, I say you just lean into the publicity and kind of do the Ashley Madison style where, like, you just keep playing the news cycle over and over. Um, I can give you some tips in a separate email. But just lean into it because it's like they'll just keep promoting you over and over. It's the perfect conduit for new users. You know, any sort of controversy sells. So, like, I think you're doing the right thing. It's just keep leaning into it. So, what do you think? Like, if they kick you off Google, or well, you said you got back on the Apple Store. So, do they? Like, it's so funny. It's actually so dystopian that they're just like gatekeepers. They're like, okay, now you get to communicate with society. Yeah, it's just kind of very bizarre to me. They're like, they they slap me on the wrist. They're like, no more of that. But we're gonna watch you. Uh, So, I mean, they're probably watching this right now. uh, So, I probably shouldn't even say. But what I've done. No, they send a hitman to your house. uh, (laughs) Make sure you're checking in the in the bushes. Big Pharma doesn't play around. Last time it was Bloomberg who called and told on me. I'm like, guys, so rude. Um, but so what? <laughs> Just to be clear, it wasn't Mike Blo- Mike Bloomberg himself at midget. Just the news channel. Okay. Uh, gosh. How did they it, how did they uh, tell on you? Like you're saying, like that was how they the- were to, they were doing an article about how the app was actually growing really fast, and then they wanted a comment from Apple. Uh, they told they're like what app of anti-vaxxers excuse me because oh, uh, so what i've what i've been doing is I've, uh, I've been playing chess and so i got compliant by taking down all of the functions that they didn't like like the social feed and they don't appreciate the blood bank because i'm not a mental medical entity uh, the fertility bank wasn't a medical entity. So I would get flagged for all of these things, uh, even down to like somebody had made a community listing posting that had said, you don't have to have a Vax card to borrow my bicycle. Uh, and they're like flagged that. Uh, so it was like just getting done. It was like literally everything. And so I just deleted everything except dating. Mm. And then I had the app testers go in and test it and they accepted it. 
Uh, and so the version of Apple that they have is not the version that I'm currently running because once I got accepted, I just turned all the features back on. Uh, and so then I let my people use the features, uh, but I just haven't been able to make any uh, technical updates to it. So here's my like, question. You know, Why don't you um, have it be reviewed? Yeah. Well, I think they're, they're constantly going to be on you. So my thing yeah. is just like, why don't you just put all your energy into the web app? Because if you make a website, that's, what we that's are like, doing. there you yeah. go. Like if it's so yeah. well mobile optimized, <laughs> that basically it acts yeah. like an app and then you don't have to play by yes. their gatekeeping rules because it's going to drive you insane. That's exactly what we're doing. Yeah. Cause uh, fuck Google and Apple are just, you know, technocrats so uh yeah we're we're designing the web uh based app right now and it should actually be done probably in the next month and a half so it's almost done uh we've got some pictures of it on our instagram but uh yeah it's gonna be through injected.com and then just like you had mentioned yeah bookmark on your phone like an app yeah well at least it's like you're did it cut out there uh no she's just stuck can you turn off your camera and turn it back on her screen stuck yeah Oh, come back. Hello. Are you there? Yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. completely cut out. Oh, my God. You know what that was, though? That was the man. That was. <laughs> oh, I, swear, this oh, I thought you meant me it was your husband. I'm like, he's trying to ruin the interview. No, what is he like doing? The government man. Like... <laughs> oh, yeah. They're, they're, listening, they're, they're listening. coming. They'll kill you. Don't worry. They were like, wait a second. She did what with her app? They're like, take her down. Honestly. <laughs> are we recording this? Okay. Yeah. Let's just zoom right in. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Say it again. Okay. No, good. So uh, when the White House had, um, t- you know, partnered up with like Bumble and Tinder and Hinge for their, uh, you know, vaccine badges on profiles, we had actually launched coincidentally the same week that that had also went down. And so it kind of was like adding fuel to the fire. But we went into the app one day and we had, you know, it listed as uh, uh, gosh, what's it? Latitude and longitude of Maui, Hawaii. Because, you know, that's where we are. And so it's just under our contact section. And then the next morning, I'm looking at it. And I'm like, Heather, does this say what I think it says? And it says, uh, the White House, Washington, D.C. is what the location was changed to. (gasps) And we're like. Oh, no. we, We took videos of it. We've got pictures of it. And then we changed it back to Maui. And then they did it again six hours later. What? <laughs> and then I actually had to reach out to uh, the company that like helps support the app to get them to finally fix it. Yeah, can you, it block, just kept can you block Biden oh from uh, please? <laughs> Biden, like he's like been awake. Like, they uh, just like prop me. him up now, eh? Like he's just com- like it's just it's insane. Yeah, like people are always like, "How is Biden going to handle the crisis?" I'm like, he can't even handle the press conference. True. Like you think he's like you think he's calling the shots? People are so stupid. It's so annoying. Yeah. So okay, so before Big Pharma murders you and sends a hit yes. out on you, um, yes. What are the future plans for the app? <laughs> uh well besides uh you know our web-based app that's going to launch very soon and just hopefully you know growing as as large as we can grow i really uh envision injected having you know different chapters uh around the country and around the world of like you know smaller group communities that have met you know either on the app or for for you know reasons of you know to get together and have fun but i also believe that people are really over 
you know, like protests and rallies. And I think it's time for us to get together more in like a festival way and have fun and, you know, sing and laugh and dance and like share our resources. Mm -hmm. So I hope that Injected will help bring together that as well. I envision like a like a Woodstock of injected peoples all coming together. (laughs) It's kind of of like, it's like kind of got like a hippie vibe to it. I understand. Yeah. Listen, I think the message that you're sending, I will say in your defense, like in the message that you're sending seems to be a lot more, it makes me smile and feel warm inside versus the message that I was hearing in this country, like six months ago on the front page of the biggest paper, which was let the unvaccinated die and uh, yeah, yeah. I, I hope they die. And then on Reddit, Herman Cain Award, they would find an unvaccinated person who was dying, like a single mother. And right, they would, in right. real time, document her brain failing. And I got to be honest, like, to me, it's like, I don't think everything's a binary. But, like, if those are my choices, then I'm probably going to go with the other, with your group. Because <laughs> I sort of feel like, true. I, I, you know, I just, I don't. It just feels like the walls are closing in, and you're right. That's what we have to get back to. The only concern I have is that, like, you've now created another ideological silo, right? Because, like, the the way we get heal in society is really, like, people make fun of me, but, like, I literally consume everything from NPR to Tucker Carlson. I just just consume it all because then I can kind of come to a middle ground with it. And people yeah. don't understand how we can do that. But my my concern is that, like, okay, they go into their silos that they developed and you go into your silos. And it's just, like, people aren't mixing. Because I, I think when I was younger, people could just have different political opinions. And it wasn't yeah. – and everything wasn't so highly political, political and insane. And I just kind of yeah. worry that, like, it just creates another rigid tribe and then another rigid tribe. And you have the two groups of people who just kind of look at each other yeah. with contempt. We uh, we definitely don't want to be an echo chamber, and what uh, actually like we've actually been getting more questions from you know people who have been vaccinated but who will refuse to be boosted. You know, am I allowed to join the community? And um, yeah. and so yes, of course, everyone's welcome. And so um, we are going to actually add in a profile feature. Um, for vaccinated people as well. Uh, we'll just, you know, it's a, it's a filter option. So you can be filtered out by others if need be. But not everybody has that same affliction, you know, with having a vaccinated partner. It's not, you know, our choice to decide what's, you know, best for someone else. And uh, we just wanted to give them another option without feeling ostracized or slandered for, for doing so. And um, but because what it comes down to it is all just about medical freedom and, you know, your body's your choice. So whatever you want to do with it is totally up to you. And it's not us. Uh, you know, we're not telling anyone not to do it. Uh, but we just are saying, hey, if you don't want to, uh, we're just going to find ways to kind of go around your mandates and rules that you've kind of set in place for us. Um, but, yeah, we definitely want to stay away from from being an echo chamber. And so we're going to welcome everyone in. Uh, <laughs> so when have you had any. Okay, so so I think what's this is the part that's like enticing to me about the um, the dating aspect of it because like I find sexy in a partner a level of healthy skepticism, right? And there would be a lot of those people. So say it's like two people are unvaccinated and they have that level of healthy skepticism on the uh, platform, but then I also sort of feel like um, I don't know, like. It's it's just too small. Is it not too small of a group or is there this movement in society where people are waking up 
rapidly because I feel like, you know, Joe Rogan had that episode with Dr. Malone and it got 50 million listeners. Like the amount of people whose brains have turned on to a new narrative, perhaps Mm -hmm. maybe you're on the cusp of really growing if you stay sort of neutral and foster good community because there does seem a lot of people seem to be seem to be a lot of people waking up and then there's some people that have just gone off the rails which i talk about most people are (laughs) i'm sure they say that about us too um but yeah i definitely think that people are being red pilled uh every day just by i think what happened with the booster you know because they they thought you know oh i'm fully vaccinated and that's all i'm ever going to need to do and my freedom has been given back to me by this government entity that took it to begin with and uh then they were like wow well now i need another one and another one and another one it's like i don't really want to do that so i think that alone um really helped kind of shape the the picture for people and just like the exclusion i mean like here in hawaii we had uh you know vaccine passports for um every restaurant like you can't go in and eat anywhere and uh you know all this you can't even go to the library so it's you know and then people are like why why are we excluding others that doesn't make sense you know well, I wanna, also I based still on people. the science it doesn't make sense past the 12 week mark right. you could make an argument for that right. in the beginning but once you can equally pass it it's a full sense of security to people that they just can't it's it's the same as like wearing a mask where i can fit two fingers in the side and thinking that right. you, you, i mean <laughs> right. it's just yeah. it's just it, but it is a level of like psychosis that you i don't even know anymore but i will say like it, it, the kind of message that you're san- sending of unification love uh community non-judgmental bodily autonomy liberty freedom is one that is going to become very popular in the next 12 months as people wake up to how many times they've been lied to over the past two years i mean i yeah. the, the the pharma and the government has overplayed their hands to such an insane degree that they didn't realize that they people have lost trust in institutions and the media yeah. on such an insane level that a lot of people are left with their head spinning because the things yeah. that, I mean, I was talking about on the show, one of the things that, you know, we talk about uh, media capture, but agency capture, right? And the idea behind agency capture is that in late stage capitalism, basically corporations and the state merge. It's called the corporate state. You know, Chris Hedge gave that term. And the idea is that that's the ultimate power, right? You have the, the corporation and the government and everybody else. And the perfect example of agency capture is at the beginning, I don't want to say it was like, now probably like about six months ago, um, the they filed, I think a bunch of lawyers filed a request to have the FDA release the documents to say how they, the do- documents they looked at to approve the Pfizer vaccine. Okay, that was the that was the main thing. And they came back right. and they said, yes, we'll give you the documents from Pfizer. It's going to take us 75 years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is no justification on any level for that. That is a perfect example of, oh, the government, the FDA is completely compromised by corporate interests and isn't even pretending to act in the interest of the citizen. They're just completely Absolutely. controlled by big pharma because that's a data dump. You press a button and it's in a USB key and you give yeah. it to people. Anyways, they, they um, filed an appeal. The lawyer won to get the information from people. And by the yeah. way, you have to ask if they're going to block it. I wonder what's in that information. 
They wouldn't block it if it it's was. It's gonna like be coming green. out. Another ten thousand pages are just coming soon. So it's yeah. tomorrow. Actually, we're recording this on February twenty eighth. It comes out March first. Is when the second round comes out, and that's what they were trying to hide. And so, yeah. I think I think when people say you know trust the science, trust the experts, a lot of that time is that like they've been conditioned their whole lives to trust authority, aka the FDA. But I think my argument yeah. is always that these are different times now and that body is just an extension of big pharma so you have to go in with a level of healthy skepticism otherwise you're just going to fall victim to that corporate state and it's i think it's unfortunate that it's taken this long for people to you know kind of see but you know the fda or you know these cdc these like three letter agencies have been captured for a long time yeah. i mean just look at what they have done to our food and i mean Vioxx. Uh, you know, Vioxx? What's up? Vioxx was a, a drug that they gave to people for, for heart treatments. And right. the first year it was fine. The second year it was fine. It's like when people always say about the vaccine. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, well, just keep waiting. You know, keep waiting. I hope I hope it's good. Yeah. It's in my body. I hope it's good. But, you know, I still have that, right? But Vioxx <laughs> was a drug where it was safe year one, year two. And I think somewhere around the third or fourth year, 60,000 Americans just dropped dead from it. And they had to pull it. Yeah. Science has uh, never been settled. And that's the thing about science that I find so silly, like about this. It's like actually a religion that is formed in itself, scientism, where you know, trust the science and I'm going to believe whatever my TV told me to. Uh, and that is literally the law. And, um, you know, it's like real science is questions everything. Every single thing is questioned and then re-questioned again. Uh, so, yeah, uh, there's a, like there's a disdain for open discourse, <laughs> which leads me to believe it's total censorship by neoliberal mm-hmm. interests like big pharma. It would have to be right. Why can't people just right. talk about what they're taking and what they're doing and why they don't want this experimental vaccine, blah, 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 blah. Why can't they just do that? And by the way, don't email me not being experimental. It's still in human trials. That's technically experimental. I'm so <laughs> sick of this. People uh, like, they've been doing, I mean, they've been experimenting with vaccines for a long time. I really encourage everyone to read the book, uh, Dissolving Illusions by Suzanne Humphreys. You know, they've, most uh, pandemic illnesses have been already on their way out long before vaccination was ever introduced into a society. And, uh, you know, sanitation and health practices are what keep populations healthy. <laughs> well, I just want to cl- I want to close it on this. So I think one of the I was trying to find one of the explanations for a lot of this. OK, so as I explained it like this to my mom. There's this doctor, he's on Twitter. Okay, so all these doctors have become famous now, right? On Twitter, they have a following yeah. <laughs> podcast. It's Blue ridiculous. So they're addicted totally. to uh, the attention. And doctors are naturally quite arrogant already. Um, I say that from a family of doctors. Actually, not my mom. But most of, the, <laughs> most of the other doctors I've met have been pretty arrogant. And so this doctor posts on Twitter and uh, says something about the mask, you know. The, you know, these numbers are out of control. You know, all these people that think they control a respiratory virus. Like, these numbers are out of control, blah, blah, blah. You know, it, about mass, mass, mass. And then someone went into his tweets from threes, three years prior and said, this you? Question mark. And it was a tweet that he had posted basically explaining during a previous time, I think it was SARS, the, uh, that the masks are useless. 
right. That aged well. Yeah. So then he starts getting the kid. The kids call it the ratio. I've heard. I don't know. But he started getting ratioed, whatever that means. But I was trying to explain to my mom why I didn't find that that crazy, and here's exactly why. You build a fan base of people that think exactly the same as you and follow you on Twitter because you confirm their narrative over and over and over. For example, if I'm an extremely mm -hmm. neurotic person, I would follow someone who wants COVID zero masks forever because then it would just make me not crazy, right? But the right. problem with those people is that once they dig in so hard to the bias of their group, they can't get out of it, right? So he knows the mask doesn't work. But he's a psychopath every day on Twitter. And then what you have is like a million of these kinds of people from like the vaccine will kill you to like wear a mask forever. And you have that along the continuum. And so when people say experts and I'm like, it's not that's not the experts I go for. I go for a credible person who isn't looking to be a star who has like 200 yeah. followers that's someone without an agenda, but everyone else in that yeah. group has an agenda, whether it's Big Pharma's yeah. agenda or whether it's just their own personal brand. Yeah. And so I have such a problem with this expert narrative because I'm like, or even the mainstream media, I'm like, guys, they literally, how many times does one group have to lie to you over and over? Assad gas attacks, Russiagate, Hunter Biden's laptop, Brian Sicknick with the fire extinguisher, Julian Assange, Edward Snowden, the Iraq war, the Afghanistan war. Like, how many times do you, it's like a masochism, do you have to be yeah. lied to before you consider other narratives or sources? Sorry, that was really long-winded. I just, it's been, it's been <laughs> no, stirred in my heart. That's very true. I think it's like a generational, you know, difference, like the boomer generation that's still around and then, you know, their generation of children. Because that was like the era of like, you know, America's the shit and everything the government says is, I mean, like they would never lie to you. Like how yeah. dare you question the government? And so, you know, there was like a, it's like heathenistic or, you know, like against, Remember the war on terror where they're that? like, we're going to need to spy on all your right. phone calls and forever and ever and right. ever. And like, that's never yeah. going away. Okay, sure. Why yeah. not? By the way, yeah, we're just going to start this one thing and we'll never give it back to you. Uh, that's kind of like how everything works. Like we just take it a little and see like if anyone notices and no one does. Then no, no, they're like, all they're all watching oh, The Bachelor. Just... And then when you try to bring these things up yeah. to them, they get mad at you because they just want to yeah. be told what to think. Go back to The Bachelor and farting. <laughs> that's yeah. life for some They're like, that's a way too much thinking. Uh, I don't want to feel that. I deeply. just want to fart, no, man. Thank you. I just want to fart yeah. and listen to Rachel Maddow every night. <laughs> <laughs> it feels good. Yeah. Well, this has been a great chat. I re I really honestly have enjoyed it a lot. So, uh, say hi to Heather on behalf of us, and tell her to promote yes. the show to her audience as well. Um, <laughs> and uh, good luck. How many do you have a target for number of users you want to get, or do you have a goal in mind? Like, where do you think you're headed? Gosh, well, I mean, I would love millions of uh, people. You know, depends on how much we keep getting deleted. We get deleted all the time. Uh, once we start getting large, you know, I mean, on Instagram, we've already lost eight pages alone. Uh, so, you know, I hope that uh, we can like keep trucking through. I know we will, but I'm sure when the, um, you know, the new system comes out, it'll be so easy for everyone to use that hopefully word of mouth will uh, help spread the word. <laughs> I would but, just uh, do, I would just, just do media um, 
This is my publicity hat. Like on. Ding, ding. Um, so you a already, media drop. You no, know, you what you do is you just play the media cycle over and over, right? So they're gonna they see you as right. like the anti-vax or whatever, and then so you just release them like internal data. That's what Pornhub does and sites so, so that. So they'll be like, right. like Pornhub will do a press release like. Uh, family porn is up 300% this month or, or whatever, right? Yeah. And then all the media picks it up because yeah. they're like, uh, so just do controversial leaks to the media Perfect. over and over and they'll just promote you okay. for years to go. It's, it's so I easy love to that. do. Be- yeah, Thank lean into you. it. <laughs> lean into it. Uh, but just for now, I've been telling everyone to uh, either download the app if you want to just be automatically transferred onto the new system, um, or you can just join the email list on unjected.com and then we'll keep everyone posted when it comes out. And then, um, of course, we're on Instagram right now at just at unjected underscore, but who knows how it'll long be, we'll it'll be there. It'll be gone by the time, it, by the time <laughs> this, this happens to most of our guests. We t- listen, yeah. a lot of our guests have been deplatformed and one has gone to jail. So arrested last week. <laughs> arrested last week. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go to login after this. It's gonna be gone. Yeah. Oh, the feds will be here soon. I gotta I gotta be good. I gotta be good. Okay, so we'll post that all in the show notes. Unjected.com. Shelby, thank you so much. Good luck with the app. Thank you. I so appreciate you guys having me. It was a real pleasure. Thanks a lot. Nice. Wow, what an interview. Yeah, that was so good. Interesting. That's so I love cute. I love having interesting people. Yeah, you're in love with her. <laughs> uh, I I love having interesting people. That's the vibe of the yeah, show. Yeah. Until we get deplatformed everywhere. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna go to Patreon. I was telling Shivy earlier in the evening about my strategies for dating and how they apply to business and the overlap there, social proof. The law of attraction, yeah. if you will. <laughs> and a friend of mine said she was willing to pay three ninety nine a minute for me to just tell her this information. So a I minute. said, "Yeah." So Ooh. I said, "Why don't I just put it on the Patreon and people who support the show, and just perhaps they can apply it to their yeah. lives and, and get so, a bunch uh, of so so much information is like super interesting and like and you can apply it to like so many parts of your life as well. Yeah, you'll get yeah. a lot of genitals in your mouth if you follow this information. <laughs> True. Yeah. Okay. So if you have the funds, join us patreon.com slash unmentionable podcast. If not, see you next week.